Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. I don't have more to say because this is the, the, the last week uh, of the month of grace for reigning. Hallelujah. A lot has been said. Papa has spoken about this particular topic. Apostle spoke about it. Pastor Shengani spoke about it. You know, men of God have spoken about it. So I'm just here to remind us of what they have spoken about. But one thing I realize is this. The word of the Lord Almighty, the Bible says, is new every day. So I believe today you are getting another revelation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I appreciate the name of God for this day, O God. Honor your words, O God. Move amidst us, O God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, mighty Redeemer, because you are the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. What is grace? Hallelujah. What is grace? Just as you have heard, people have been describing grace as like unmerited favor. I don't want to talk about that type of grace today. It is true. Grace means an unmerited favor. But when you are talking about that, you can speak about the, the saving grace, which is the grace of salvation. That is not where I'm going today. I want to talk about another dimension of grace. Hallelujah. What is grace? Grace is the enablement for you to do what you know, ordinarily you cannot do by your own self. Even with human connection, you cannot do those things. That is the type of grace I'm talking about today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the divine ability to unlock the supernatural. Divine ability. Divine enablement. Hallelujah. When grace... When grace, you know, when, when a man experiences grace, you will get into your placement. The grace will place you on the right position. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you find grace, then you find your place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Grace will make a man to function in the place of their purpose. You know, without any struggle. Grace will make you to function where God has called you into. With ease. I mean effortlessly. You will just be going and people will be wondering. That is the grace I'm talking about. I'm talking about the divine empowerment this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, some people, they said they describe grace as what? God reaches at Christ's expense. That is true. Because you can't talk about grace without referring to Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. But that is not where I'm going this morning. I want to dwell on this one that says grace is God in the race. Hallelujah. God in the race. That is where I want to dwell upon this morning. 
Uh, Psalm uh, 145, verse 8. Hallelujah. Psalm 145, verse 8. The, the screen before me is gone. I don't know what happened to it. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. I just want to dwell on the, uh, the first part, which says the Lord is gracious. That is to tell you God is full of grace. God is grace himself. And that is why I said God in the race. That is the one I really like. Hallelujah. God is gracious. And God is full of grace. According to this verse, God is the giver of grace. Is the custodian of grace. He has grace in his abode. He's full of grace. This type of grace we are talking about. Hallelujah. Acts of Apostle chapter 4, uh, 4 verse 33. Pastor Shingani spoke about it briefly. Acts of Apostle chapter 4 verse 33. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And with great power gave the apostle witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them. That is the type of grace I'm talking about. Great grace. Do you know why? What happened here? The Bible says with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Why? Because the apostles, they were connected to the, to the giver of grace. They were connected to the giver of grace. They were connected to the source of grace. If you want to know, experience grace in your life, you need that connection. You need that relationship. You need to know the source of grace. You need to know the, uh, and experience the giver of grace. It doesn't just come ordinarily. If there is a breakage between you and the giver of grace, then there is a trouble. You need to get that connection right. That great grace did not just come upon the apostle. They were connected to Christ. They were connected to the source. Hallelujah. For example, if I have a bottle of water, and I, I'm just trying to put that water in a cup, when it gets to a time, the water will stop. But let me, let, let's take this for example. What if you have an ocean, and you are trying to put a water in a cup? What will happen to the ocean? It will still be there. And that is what I'm trying to tell you. There's a source of grace. You should not break yourself out. You need to know who God is. You need to know who Jesus is. Grace has something to do with knowledge. I'm not just talking about any knowledge. The knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Who is the giver of grace? Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Daniel 11.32 because of time, I will just be moving very fast. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Daniel 11, 32. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. Can I have New King James Version, please? Thank you, Jesus. New King James Version. This is for my papa. Hallelujah. Those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. The great exploit they are referring to in that place is abundance of his grace. 
if they were talking about the grace for raining, if you know the Lord your God, then you are going to do exploits. You are going to move in abundance of his grace. But without the knowledge of God, if you don't know who he is, if you don't have any relationship with him, then you are breaking yourself away from the grace. That will not be your portion. In the name of Jesus Christ. You have to get connected to the giver of grace. Hallelujah. Who is the Lord Jesus Christ. I said something on Friday when I was leading prayer. And I will talk about it again. 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4 verse 1 to 6. Hallelujah. Now there cried a certain woman of God, wives of the sons of the prophet. Can we move to the next verse? This is the story about, um, you can see the woman. Hallelujah. And the prophet of God. And Elisha said unto her, what shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, thy handmaid, oh Jesus, give me New King James Version. Hallelujah. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, your maid servant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Can we move to maybe verse 4? Hallelujah. I just want to point something out quickly. Thank you, Jesus. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you, and your sons then pour it all into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. Yeah? And so, so she went from him and shut the door behind her, and her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Mm -hmm. And now it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, this is not another vessel. So uh, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. That is what I want to talk about. This woman said, there is not another vessel. That means the vessels has finished. And what happened to the oil? The oil ceased. It stopped. Another version said, it stayed. What am I trying to bring out? If to say they still have more vessels, if that woman still has more vessels, what do you think will happen? The oil will keep on flowing. Hallelujah. And that is to show you how abundance is the grace of God. Until you stop, the grace will keep on flowing. The grace is already in abundance. It is just your duty to tap into the, into the grace. You just need to play your part. And what is the part I'm talking about? Tap into the grace of God. I mean into the abundance of his grace. Hallelujah. Tap into the grace of rainy today. Hallelujah. Many of us are so contented in the, way, in, in, in the position we are. In where we are present. That is not where, not, not where God wants you to be. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says, it said the glory of the latter shall surpass the former. There is a greater glory ahead. Why are you still resting in this place? The moment we have a little grace in our life, we keep on just saying, ah, yes, I have grace. Who told you? You can have more. Just like this woman. She stopped. I don't know how many jars, maybe seven. But the oil, the Bible said the oil also stayed. Seized, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So get connected to the giver of grace. Know who the Lord Jesus Christ is. Enough of you, you know, deceiving yourself. The Bible said, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. The Bible said, God knows. 
who that belongs to him? Do you belong to God? Do you know who he is? Enough of this. Today you are cold, tomorrow you are hot. You need to be hot. You need to always be on fire for the Lord. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says you are neither cold nor hot. I will spit you out of my mouth. So you need to stay on one. Do not be on the fence. You want to serve God at the same time you want to be in the world. It doesn't work like that. Make up your mind today because tomorrow might be too late. Hallelujah. We are talking about great grace. God, I need great grace in my life. Do you, do, do you know what the disciple? do you even know what they went through? It doesn't just come like that. You have a part to play. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to talk about grace and faith. Because I realize you cannot talk about grace without talking about faith. Hallelujah. Grace and faith work hand in hands. They go together. You cannot just leave one. Because you can only access the throne of grace by faith. Hallelujah. If you want to access grace, then you have to go through faith. Hallelujah. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Faith in the name of God. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 5, verse 2. Romans 5, 2. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. In which grace are you standing? In which grace are you standing? You can only access this grace by faith. Hallelujah. If you want to stand in great grace, if you want to stand in the abundance grace of God, I mean in the pool of his grace, you need faith. Hallelujah. The Bible says faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. And that is where again the knowledge of the word of God comes in. I want to ask us a question. Who is the word of God? The word of God is Jesus. Hallelujah. So that is to tell you, the more of Jesus you have, the more of his word you have, the abundance of his grace in your life. Oh, Jesus Christ. The more of the word of God. Who is Jesus? Hallelujah. The more of him you have, the abundance of his grace. Thank you, Lord. So if you have five over hundred of the word of God in your life, then that is the amount of your grace. Because you cannot separate Jesus from grace. Hallelujah. He perfected the word on the cross. Hallelujah. He resurrected on the third grace. Ah, on the third day. Hallelujah. So there is no way you can separate him from that, from that word, grace. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus Christ. So I encourage you this morning to put your, your, your faith into work. Put your faith into action. Have faith in God. Believe in him. Then you shall experience the overflowing of his grace. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I come to what I want to speak about. All those ones are just introduction. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want to talk about the power of grace. Hallelujah. Because I realize many of us, we are underestimating the power of grace. No one, I mean, no one can underestimate the power of grace. 
No one can estimate the power of grace because this power is so great. Hallelujah. Grace is so powerful because grace can turn a violent offender into a saint. Grace can turn a nobody to a somebody. Hallelujah. Grace can take you for a married clay to a solid ground. That is grace. Hallelujah. What about the rejected? Grace can make them to be elected. Hallelujah. That is grace. Hallelujah. Everything you can ever be or everything you have today revolves around grace. Hallelujah. You sitting on the chair, you even sing today. Is it by your own power? No. It is just the grace of God. How many of us have eaten today? I want to tell you that some people don't even have that ability to take that food into their mouth. Not to talk of going down into their system. Their system was so is so affected. Hallelujah. But you open your mouth, what can I eat today? Hey, baby, you open the fridge, you are just eating. Bam, bam, bam. It's not by your own power. It's just the grace of God. You sitting on that chair is by his grace. You walking on your two feet is by his grace. Go to the hospital. Then you will know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. You know, I work in the aged care sector. And at times when I look at the people, honestly speaking, the elderly, I talk to myself, God, just help my hand to be good. I always pray for the grace to end nicely. I don't want to be like some. Hallelujah. I have people in their hundreds and they are still very sand. That thing always, you know, come to me. Hallelujah. And I always tell it to God. God, let my hand be good. But if you are just in the comfort of your, of your house, you don't know what is going on around you. Many of us, we find it difficult to serve God. Yet he has given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. Yet you cannot even give him your time. Everything you are today and everything you can ever be revolves around God's grace. Hallelujah. So do not underestimate his grace. Hallelujah. John chapter 5. John chapter 5 verse 1. And that story, I think I will just go very quickly. It's the story of the, you know, the man at the pool of Bethsaida. Hallelujah. The miracle that happened there. Can we go to the, maybe verse 8? Let's see. Hallelujah. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. Can, let's go back a little to 6 because of time, please. I'm sorry, media team. When Jesus saw him lying there, and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time. Take note of that. He said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool. When the water is stirred up, but why I'm coming, another steps down before me. Can you see? Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. Then nine. And immediately, the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. 
Christ heals on the Sabbath and they, now the story continues. Hallelujah. What am I trying to say there? The, the, that guy, if you read from the uh, verse 1, he tells us that the guy has been there for how many years? 38 good years. He has been in that condition for 38 good years, for God's sake. And I want to believe he was not the only sick person around that pool. There are many of them there. But the grace of God located him. The grace of God found him that day. After 38 good years, the grace of God located him. I don't know whatever area in your life that you have been waiting for so long. I prophesy by the power in the name of Jesus. Grace shall locate you this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter the years. When it is time, it is time. Because when God moves in, grace moves in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What about the life of Paul? 1 Timothy chapter, chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. This is faithful sin and worthy of all acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. Can you just imagine? Paul described himself as the chief. <laughs> he gave himself a title. Of the sinner. Hallelujah. But you know what? God changed his life. Then he was, then that time he was Saul. But God changed his life and he became Paul. Hallelujah. Look at all the atrocities Saul committed. Yet the grace of God found him. The grace of God located him after those atrocities. He committed so many crimes against the believers. Hallelujah. He thought what he was doing was right. Until the grace of God found him. But I want to assure you this morning. That the grace of God. And the miracles of the Lord Almighty. They are repeatable. They are not permanent. It's not that he has done it once and that is it. No. The miracles of God are repeatable. So if God can change the life of Paul. If grace can, you know. If Paul can find grace. What about you? Grace shall locate you this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ. I said it again. The grace of God shall locate you this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ. I want to urge you brethren. Do not get stuck in your past. Let's take the life of Paul for example. Paul did not. He continued. Hallelujah. Many of us the mistake we are making is. We keep on living in our past. Ah, I've done so many th wrong things against God. I don't think I am fit. I don't think I am able. I always tell it to people. Everybody has their own past. You have yours, I have mine. Because you can, you, they did not just give back to you and you accepted Jesus Christ straight away. So you all have, we all have our past. But do not let your past define who you are. Hallelujah. Move out of your past. Move away from your past. Because if you don't move away, your past will weigh you down. You will continue living in the past. So I urge you this morning. Do not get stuck in your past. Move out just like Paul did. Hallelujah. The Bible says we are sin abandoned. Grace abandoned even much more. So do not look down upon yourself that I am nobody. 
God, the grace of God is, is, is able to make you a somebody. Hallelujah. And do not allow anyone to look down on you. Because they are not your maker. So do not allow anyone to look down on you. That who is this one? Tell them I am the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what your past look like. I don't care maybe you, any atrocity you might have committed. I want to assure you this morning that you should stand up and move forward. The grace of God is abandoning. Hallelujah. The grace of God is abandoning. The grace of God we are banned for you this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. What about the grace in the storm? Hallelujah. God is gracious, just as I've said. And I define grace that God, God is in the race. That is my own definition of grace. God in the race. Hallelujah. So when we are talking about the grace in the storm, God is in the race with you. So I'm very sure the storm of our life differs. Some are battening the storm in their health. Some are battening the storm in their marriage. Maybe, upon, maybe in, their, in the life of their children. Maybe it's in, the, in their career. Maybe it's, I don't know. The storm, that particular storm you are battening in your life. But can we read the book of Luke chapter 8? Luke chapter 8, 22 through 25. Hallelujah. The storm is stilled. Now it's happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples. And he said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake. And they were filling with water. And were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind. And the raging of the water, and they ceased. And they all said, come, hallelujah. That is the word of God for you this morning. I don't know that area of your life that you are experiencing storm. Is it in your finances? Is it in your marriage? Is it in the life of your children? Is it in your career? I stand upon the power that formed the earth. I stand upon the efficacy of the blood of Jesus. I stand upon the power that is in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I command every storm in your life, peace be stilled in the name of Jesus Christ. Some of us are fighting, you know, we are facing uh, the, the, the storm that the unseen storm, invisible storm, but I don't really care. I want to stand upon that name, Jesus. Every invisible storm, every unseen storm in your destiny, I command them to be sealed in the name of Jesus Christ. Isaiah chapter 40, 28 through 31. I'm just rushing because of time. Have you not known? And have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the hands of the heart. Neither faints, nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Hallelujah. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. That is the type of grace I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Let's continue. Thank you, Jesus. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up the wings like eagles. 
They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That is the promises of God for you. And that is the type of grace I'm talking about. Are you telling me you are so weak today? The Bible says, let the weak say I am strong. I want to decree and declare in your life. Receive the strength of God. In the name of Jesus Christ. I don't want you, to, I don't want to hear that word weak. We'll tell you, you are, you know, you are not even weak. The Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. That is what I'm talking about, that your grace requires your faith. Hallelujah. Say it to yourself that I am strong. I always tell people, you can never hear me say I am sick. I will never say it, even if I'm not going, if everything looks so bad. I will always say I am strong. Because that is the word of God. The Bible says, whose report are you going to believe? We are going to believe the report of the Lord. That's right. The Bible says the power of death and, and life lies upon your tongue. So why will you be cursing yourself? He said, decree a thing and it shall come to pass. So I stand upon that word. I stand upon the power in the word of God. And I stand upon the efficacy of his blood. That in any area of your life that you are experiencing weakness, I release the strength of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Grace unfails outstanding performance. Hallelujah. That is what grace can do. Grace confuses the camp of the enemy. Hallelujah. It confuses the, the, the satanic realm. Hallelujah. Let's open our Bible to the book of Daniel chapter 3. Verse 19. Daniel chapter 3. I'm very sure we are all familiar with this story. The story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Are we all familiar with the story? So let's keep on going then. Let's move to maybe verse 21, because of time. Thank you, Jesus. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their, their turbans, and their hog, other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fairy furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and... If you know this thing, the king commanded these guys that he wanted the furnace to be more eat, seven, uh, to be eat seven more times than the usual time. Maybe usually they use maybe three, maybe eat it up like maybe in three levels. But he commanded them, I want it seven more levels. Hallelujah. Can you imagine? That is pure wickedness. He has forgotten that we are, <laughs> God is a God of, you know, of perfection. That seven, that number seven, we destroy him finally. Hallelujah. Let's continue. He didn't know. Maybe somebody would have told him. When I was reading this, verse, this chapter, I was just laughing. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, burned into the midst of the burning fairy furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, did we not cast three men burn into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Let's continue. Look, he answered, I see four men. I told you God is in the race with you. You are not alone. No matter how difficult the situation is, God is there in with you. Hallelujah. This issue of Shadrach, imagine putting somebody in a very furnace fire. What do you think? What do you even imagine? But look at the story. He said, they put three men. 
Now they are seeing four. Who is the fourth person? Hallelujah. Look, he answered, I see four men lose, walking in the midst of the fire. Hallelujah. That is the grace of God in action. And they are not out. And the form of the fourth is like the son of God. That is Jesus. That is grace. I told you God is, is in the race. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Esther chapter 2 verse 17. You, to conclude this story, do you know that the king, that, that king, King Nebuchadnezzar, he said, they should all, he declared that the God of Daniel uh, and the other uh, of his friend should be worshipped. That God should be served. That is what grace can do. Can you imagine? The whole nation, he declared that his God should be worshipped. Hallelujah. Esther chapter 2 verse 17. The king loved Esther more than all the other women. And she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins. So he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Fashti. We know the story of Fashti. Fashti, she's also a beautiful woman. It's not, it's not only Esther. But do you know what destroyed her? Pride. The king asked her to come, but she refused. She said, who are you king to call me? She didn't say that, but I'm very sure that is what was in her mind. <laughs> so she refused. Hallelujah. But look at what the Bible says. The Bible says Esther found grace in the sight of the king. May you receive grace. May you receive favor in the name of Jesus Christ. In the sight of your, maybe your superior or your, co or your colleagues, may you receive grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Anytime I pick up my bag to go to work, I always say a prayer. I will redeem my workplace with the blood of Jesus. I speak into my day. I speak into my step. I speak into my system. I speak to my colleagues, the supervisor, the resident. I take charge. I don't want any rubbish. If these people are saying it is difficult in their wing, I do not care. But in my wing, it shall be easy. Hallelujah. I don't want, I will say, I reject any complications. I refuse calamities. I refuse troubles. And do you know what happened? It's always happened like that. I will leave and they will say, hey, Rachel, immediately you left. This, this, this thing happened. Oh, Jesus Christ. What a faithful God we serve. I don't joke with my prayer life. Hallelujah. Do you even have time to commit your ways into the hands of God in the morning? Do you just walk out in the morning and rush into your car? Start it up and go. Pum. You don't own the day. God owns the day. So put him in his end. Let him take charge. And his grace shall speak for you. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Esther, obtain grace in the sight of the king. I want to assure you this morning, brethren. Grace of God will take you very far. The grace of God will take you very far. If you have the grace of God in your life, you will sit down with kings, uh, 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 you know, and you know, people in authorities. That is what grace can do. Hallelujah. I always say it, I've shared this story before. I came from a family of eight, my dad, mom, and six children. Hallelujah. I am the fourth born, number four. 
I'm not the most beautiful. I'm not the most smart. There's no, I don't, I don't even know who I'm. I don't even know. But I'm the only one outside the country. The rest are there. Not that they are, some of them don't want to. Not that they are not able. But what I'm trying to say is that it is just the grace of God. Because I, am, I, I don't even know how it's happened. Hallelujah. That is what grace can do in your life. Before I go further, I know some people might be, you know, you might have a question in your mind. That what about me? I want to tell you, Esther was a nobody. She was a nobody. She didn't come from a family of the, rich, the richest. No. She was just averagely okay. And look, the Bible recorded she became the queen. The queen of a great, you know, of a great king. Not just any king. Hallelujah. And that is to tell you, grace doesn't have respect for your background. It doesn't have respect for where you come from. Grace doesn't have respect for age. I don't care whether you are five or you are 50. It doesn't really matter. Grace doesn't have respect for color. You might be white, you might be black. It doesn't care. Grace doesn't have respect for stature. You might be tall or short. It doesn't matter. Even grace breaks protocols. He overrules, he overrides protocols. Who cares about rules and regulation? Where grace speaks. Hallelujah. For my family being here in Australia today, it is just the grace of God. Because for our safe protocols was broken. Hallelujah. They've made their rules, they've made their regulation, they change it just because of my family. That is what grace can do. So do not look down upon yourself. Do not think, ah, I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm not even smart. Who told you you are not smart? Have you forgotten Jeremiah? Jeremiah said, I, I am a man of a little word. I don't even know how to speak. The Bible said, God said, go and I will fill your mouth with the right words. He even promised Jeremiah. He said, I will make you a fortified city. A city with an iron pillar. A city with ambrose of war to fight against nation. I will give you the power to build and to plant, to uproot and to destroy. That is what God can do. Have you forgotten Moses? Moses was the samara. He doesn't even know how to talk. He stutters. We don't know what he says. Maybe his word doesn't even have meaning. He led the Israelites. He parted the Red Sea. God gave him that authority. Hallelujah. So why will you look down upon yourself? You might not have father. You might not have mother just like me. I'm an orphan. Yes. But you have God. You have the grace of God with you. That is, you know, the Bible calls him the God of all grace. Hallelujah. When you need one, the grace of God will arise for you. Hallelujah. What I fear most when I lost my dad was security. Because my dad was like my, my protector. They don't bond you well. Come near my daughter, you will see Pepe. That is my dad. He doesn't joke. No, he will not. You don't dare. For, for me, I have that confidence. I walk like anything in the presence of anyone. Because I know that if I look back, my dad will always be there. 
But he, he left. He left. It was so hard. But one thing that encouraged me, that is keeping me going now, is that I have God, the giver of all grace. Hallelujah. The Bible says it's behind you like a mighty warrior. So why will I be afraid? If you think that my dad has gone and you want to do anything to me, <laughs> you are joking. <laughs> because I have a great God behind me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Grace is the key to greatness and speed. Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Verse 8 through 10. Thank you, Lord. For I am the least of the apostles. That's, that is Paul speaking. Who am not worthy to be called an apostle. Because I persecuted the church of God. <laughs> but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. Can you imagine? Paul said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. That is to show us that God does, he, he, he doesn't even care about your past. What can, you know, what can finish you is you sticking or getting stuck in your past. Leave your past behind. Keep moving. Because the grace of God is abandoned. Hallelujah. Keep moving. Paul was a latecomer. He became a frontliner. We can't talk now. I think if I'm right, he wrote how many chapters? How many? Yeah. How many chapters? Like 14 or so. 14 chapters. Has it, um, the, the, the Paul. Yeah. He wrote a lot of chapters. So why would you talk about those chapters without referring to Paul? So that is to tell you what grace can do in the life of a person. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. I mentioned it on Friday about David. David was anointed three good times. The day I realized that, I said, Jesus Christ, it can only be God. Can you imagine? With all atrocity that guy committed, David killed. He committed adultery. He stole another man's wife. Oh, Jesus Christ. But he's so smart, you know. Every time, hey, God, have mercy on me. He always run to God. He always run back to God. And the Bible says, God is a merciful God. He always have mercy on him. Hallelujah. And that is why I said, the grace of God is in abundance. But mind you, <laughs> the Bible says God called him a man after my own heart. Do you know why God called him that? So don't say because grace kills, uh, David killed somebody, you go and kill and run back to God. That is not where I'm going. Because God has not called you the, a man after his heart. So we have to be careful. Hallelujah. Just as Pastor Shingani said the other time, your grace is different from mine. Hallelujah. So we need to be careful. Can we read Ecclesiastes 10, 7? Ecclesiastes 10, 7. I have seen servants on horses, white princes, 
walk on the ground like servants. That's an error. That's an error. I'm just reading this part to show you that you need the grace of God. You need the grace of God. Because some people are so smart. They are really, really very smart. But they are not making it. Some people are so beautiful. If you see some ladies when you are talking about beauty, they will be hundred over hundred. But yet, they are not married. You might be saying marriage is not an achievement. But to me, it is. Hallelujah. So you might see people who are so smart, but they are so, so, so very, very, very behind. And that is what this passage is saying. Kings are walking. Princes are walking. And the servants are riding us. That is not your portion. The God Almighty wanted you to be riding on those horses. You're supposed to be in charge. And that is why we are talking about the grace for reigning. You need to reign. You need to be reigning. If you are here and you are not reigning, you, you, your life is open to a question mark. You need to ask yourself a question. What am I doing wrong? Hallelujah. What do we mean by reigning? To reign is to conquer. To reign is to subdue. To reign is to overcome. To reign is to overrule. To reign is to be in charge. Be in charge of your destiny. Hallelujah. Enough of you putting devil in charge. Put yourself in charge. Because if you are in charge, God is in charge. Hallelujah. Any negative word people are speaking into your life, take it, reject it immediately. Some people, their life is full of negativity. All what they will tell you is something negative. Immediately those words are coming out. Say, no, this is not my portion. And it will never be the portion of my children. Hallelujah. I've shared a story here of it. One of our members here came to my, me and my husband. Hey, my husband was not even a pastor then. Hey, pastor, pastor. She said she saw a vision that he's a pastor. I don't, I don't know. And he was saying, pastor, pastor, pastor. We were even looking, who are you talking to? And she said, I have a prophecy about your, your children. And they did. My husband said, mm -mm 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 -mm. we are not interested. We are sorry. Because we have seen that she's coming with negativity. She carries that aura of, of, of negative. I don't want to deal with such people like that. Don't make no negative confession upon my, my children. And I said to her, huh? um, sister, we are sorry, but we believe the prophecy of God for those children. She's no more a member. I don't know where she is now. But I just pray that grace will locate her wherever she is. In Jesus' mighty name. So, you know, I was talking about the statue. Psalm, uh, 4 Samuel 16, 6 to 8. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 6 through 8. I'm rounding up. So, it was when they came that he looked at Eliab. Eliab one of uh, David's brother, and said, surely the Lord has anointed 
the Lord's anointed is before him. <laughs> because you, you, know, you know why? He, he looked at how he looked. His builds. So manly. So he thought because he's so built, he looked so like that, then the, the God's anointing is upon that, upon that one. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I have refused him. Can you imagine? Many of us, we look at people's appearance. We look at their stature. We look at how they live. Maybe because they, they, they are rich. Maybe because they have this. Maybe because they have that. That's why I don't care about what people think about me. What keeps me going is just what God is thinking about me. Because God is not looking the way we are looking. The Bible says the ways of God are not our ways. His ways are totally different. Hallelujah. Samuel, the prophet, he was thinking, ah, maybe this one. But thank God, he heard God clearly. David was nowhere to be found. He wasn't even present that time. He was in the where? In the field. But the grace of God located him in the field. Wherever you might be, irrespective of your stature, irrespective of your appearance, irrespective of your position, the grace of God will locate you in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. When grace moves in, sins moves out. So, that's what we have been saying. Doesn't matter the atrocity you have committed. The grace of God will chase sins out. And the guilt of sin and condemnation will be out in the name of Jesus Christ. Psalm 103 verse 12. Psalm 103 verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. He's a faithful God. He's a faithful God. But I want to tell you the one thing to, uh, this morning before my time is up. That you know what? God allows some things to happen to us. Just for his grace to be manifested. You might be looking at your life and be asking questions. Why am I going through this situation? Why is this happening to me? Why is it me and not that person? I've had that thought before. When, I, when I, 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 I was sharing the story of my dad, whenever, because in my place, we, I used to you know, go to the bank. And when you go to the bank, you see government officials because my dad has just retired. And I look, I always look at the way he dresses, the way he appears, you know? So whenever I enter the bank, that thought will come back to me. Ah, how come this dad is still living? And my dad is gone. You know, it's always come back. But God remained a faithful God. He allowed us to go through such things, you know, for better glory, for greater grace. So as for his grace in our life to be manifested. He wants us to solely rely on him. If my dad is still alive today, maybe I will just put all my trust and mind in him. Not looking unto God, the author and the perfecter of my faith. 
So God allow you to solely rely on him and not on anyone. Hallelujah. And that is to, I will, I will refer to the book of Genesis chapter 45, verse 7. Genesis 45. This is the story of Joseph. He said, and God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the head and to save your lives by great deliverance. Joseph, his brother, they thought they've destroyed him. They thought they, 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 they even thought they've killed him. Look at what Joseph went through. I don't even want to talk about Job at all. But let's use Joseph. God showed Joseph his end. You know, the prophecy of God We always show you your hand. But he will not show you the plans. The way to that end is not always common. Let's look at the life of Abraham. God just told him, leave where you are and go to the land I will show you. He didn't tell him what he will encounter on his way to that place. Likewise, Joseph. God told Joseph that, you know what? You will be it and your brothers will bow down to you. He didn't tell him what happened to him before that prophecy came to pass. And that is where we are missing it as the child of God. You know, we don't always, you know, pull God together, pull ourselves together in the journey. God, you have shown me the end. Will you go with me? Will you see me through? And that is why I told you, God is in the race. Do not get disconnected from the source of grace. Hallelujah. It was the grace of God that saw Joseph through. He stood his ground. Do you know why? Because Joseph, he knew that I serve a living God. The Bible said, he said to himself, How will I do this thing against the God Almighty? Never. Have you ever been in a situation whereby you ask yourself, Is that the right step for me to take? And that's why we always tell you, ask yourself, will Jesus do the same? If you want to fight with a person, ask yourself, will Jesus fight? If you want to talk, you know, about somebody behind their back, ask yourself, will Jesus do this? Hallelujah. The Bible says the grace of God saw Joseph through. And from prison, I, I won't even say from prison. I'll say from the pit because he was put inside the pit. Hallelujah. But the grace of God brought him out. He went to Potiphar's house. And from Potiphar's house, he went to the prison. And from the prison to the palace. Hallelujah. That is what the grace of God can do in your life. Hallelujah. I want to talk about the level of grace. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. We are finishing. Thank you, Jesus. But grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. The Bible says, but grow in grace. You know what came to my mind when I was reading that particular passage? What the revelation I got is this. If actually grace grows, then that means there are levels to this grace we are talking about. That is the fact. So it's to, if to, the Bible says grow in grace, 
How far have you grown? Are you in this level? Or level 2, 3, 4, 5, or 6? What level are you? Hallelujah. And that is why the men of God in our lives are so important. I'm not saying I can measure anyone's uh, grace. But I know that God will not put someone in charge. God will not put someone in a position without supporting the person. The anointing to carry on is always with them. Hallelujah. Because no man gets into any position without God knowing about it. Hallelujah. Let's respect one another. Thank you, Jesus Christ. And if the grace, our grace are in levels, then that is to show to us that our experiences will be different. Is that correct? That is the understanding I get. You know, some people, they are so blessed in their, in their career. But in other areas, they are struggling. Some people are so blessed. They, are, they have the grace of God in their finance. But in other areas, they are struggling. Some people are so graced in their marriage. In other areas, they are struggling. Everybody has different you know, levels. And that is why we don't look down on anyone. I don't care. I've asked self to, to pray for me before. I told her, pray for me. Because I don't know the grace she carries. I've asked Emba when she, he was so little to pray for me. Because they are the heritage of God. They are so innocent. But some of us, we, we always allow pride to enter into us. I don't want this one to pray for me. Do you know the grace she, he or she is carrying? Hallelujah. Praise the name of God. Even the apostles, they are blessed in different areas. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord Almighty. Before I finished, I want to talk about you know, something that is very important. You know, Pastor Shingani spoke about this a little last week, but you know, it didn't really go deep into it. And that is hindrances. You know, we are all eager. We are all, you know, keen to experience the grace of God in our lives. But if you are not careful, some things will hinder you from experiencing the grace of God. I'm not talking about your merited grace, uh, favor. No. I'm talking about divine enablement. And the first thing I'm speaking about is in the book of James chapter 4. Verse 6. Thank you, Jesus Christ. But it gives more grace, not just any grace. The Bible says more grace. Therefore, it says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And that is what I've been talking about. Your pride will only destroy you. Enough. I always tell people, why do you, you know, why are you even, I don't know why, what you are boasting about. Especially the young ones. Be careful. Be careful. Do not look down on anyone. 
Don't people here might not be your, your biological parents. But respect them. It's courtesy. It's common sense. Respect begets respect. Respect is reciprocal. Learn to respect people. Say hello when you need to say hello. Go where you need to go. Help where you need to help. That is the training I always preach to my kids. I might be your biological mom, but every other parent here are also they are mothers. Respect them. Don't disrespect anyone. Because pride will destroy you. Pride goes before a fall. The kind of culture we are building ourselves in in, in, in this Australia where we are, I'm afraid. Especially for our young ones. Back at home, it, it, it's not like this. They will tell you, you can give back to your children, but all the nation will look after them. They don't care. When they see your child misbehaving, they will discipline that child for you. They don't care. And it helps us. It helps the society. It helps the community. But here, ah, you don't go. You, you wouldn't even want to try. Did you give back to them that you will correct them? You will not even dare try. And that is why our kids, things are happening. I just encourage us this morning. Be humble. Humble yourself. Just like Christ did. Be like Christ. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says God resists the proud. Romans chapter 6 verse 1. Romans chapter 6 from, uh, verse 1 through 2. There to sin alive to God. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Another thing that can hinder your grace is sin. Because you can't continue sinning and say, ah, the grace of God should abide. No, you cannot. Hallelujah. I won't speak more than that. Hebrew 4, 16. Hebrew chapter 4, verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Where is the throne of grace? The throne of grace is the presence of God. Do not neglect the presence of God for anything. Do not neglect the presence of God. Many of us might be saying, I do pray at home, I study the Bible alone. That is not what we are talking about. Because the Bible says, iron sharpened iron. We encourage one another. Hallelujah. Hebrew 12, 15. Hebrew chapter 12, verse 15. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defied. Many people have fall short of the glory of God because of the root of bitterness in their heart. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, the mouth speaks. Your heart, your mind, take time to walk upon them. Take time to walk upon your mind. Take time to walk upon your thoughts. Upon your, the things of your heart. Take time. That's why Psalm says, create in me a clean heart. 
and renew the right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. Take not your Holy Spirit away from me. Renew your spirit within me. That is the prayer of David. Create in me a clean heart. Hallelujah. Because if you abhor bitterness in your heart, God will not hear your prayer. Let go of every root of bitterness. Every root of hatred. Why will you even hate your brothers? Why will you hate another person? I don't like you. I hate you. I've had somebody saying that to me in a class. I was looking around. Because why? I'm from Africa. And I've come here to take all their blessings away in Australia. And that's why she said that. And I look at her, I shook my head. You are in, 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 in certificate three class in TAFE. You are proving to me I am a graduate of university before I came here. So what do you have that is so special that you want to tell me that you hate me because I've come to your town? What am I benefiting here from the government? I'm not on Centrelink. I sat her down and I explained that to her. Don't tell me that. Don't even use that statement to me anymore. Not all the, because you see my color. Is red blood not flowing in your vein too? We all have red blood flowing in our system. And I'm proud to be black and beautiful. Hallelujah. So people will tell you they don't like you. People will tell you they hate you. It's not, you know, let's get rid of that type of attitude in our heart. Don't hate anyone. Because God loves every one of us. Even if somebody has offended you, the right thing you can do is to call the person. Just as Pastor Shingani said last week. Call the person. Tell him, I don't like this that you have done. Because the person that offended you might not even know. It might be unconscious. Some are consciously done, but some are unconscious. You know, they, they, they don't really mean it. Hallelujah. But let's know in the house of God, let's help ourselves. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. Thank you, Jesus. I'm finishing now. Unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelation, a tongue in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted before above measure. Mm, can I have first, uh, 2 Timothy 2, 1? Maybe that's not where I want. Be strong in the grace. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. I just want to encourage us. Now, in, a, in irrespective of where you find yourself, the grace of God is always sufficient. The grace of God is always there. Just as Papa was saying yesterday, the same temptation that was given to Adam and he failed, same temptation came to Jesus and he passed. It's your choice. And I will urge you this morning, choose grace. Choose to do the right thing. Choose to follow God. Hallelujah. Choose to take the right step. Hallelujah. It's your choice. The grace of God is always available. Hallelujah. 
is in abundance. So just choose to walk in that grace. Choose to walk in the grace of God. Hallelujah. Do not walk out of his grace. Do not walk out of the grace of God. Walk in the grace of God that is available to you. Hallelujah. Let's arise on our feet. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings and it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed and until next time, Shalom.